Who are the popular speedrunners on Twitch? I'm trying to think how many speedrunners do I know who are more popular than me? How popular than me on Twitch? Like, I, I have a higher average viewership. Simply, Smallens, Elijah. That's the three that come to mind. Who else? No, no, no. Like, like actual speedrunners, not people who are engaged in like a speedrun challenge for another content creator. People whose main content is a speedrunner. Clint, yeah, Clint, Clint definitely. ZFG, uh, I think I'm about ZFG now. Illumina? Distortion 2, yeah, that's another good one, yeah. The Happy Hub, not a speedrunner, but yeah, he and I got the, got the same kind of numbers. So we could establish, right, I'm probably in the top 10 speedrunners on Twitch, but I don't think I'm in, no, there's no way in hell I'm in the top 5, I think. Man, are you even a speedrunner anymore, man? You haven't done a speedrun in like almost a year, man. Oh, man. <laughs> not viewing myself as a good speaker. You said, Desi, don't consider yourself to be a particularly good speaker. How is this? You seem to be articulate and intelligent on the matters that you speak. Appreciate your content, Nick. It's possible that I just have higher standards than most people. I'm not sure. Um, I have to listen to myself in my head. And I am much more aware of any mistake that I make or, or flaw in myself than potentially a person just listening casually might be. Dr. K, healthy gamer GG. I talked to Dr. K if I had a chance. I'm not sure what I talked to him about. I've only seen Dr. K uh, talk to a person or two, and to be honest, when I think of him, I think of Wreckful, and that just makes me sad. Not that I'm, I'm blaming him or something for that, in, in no way, shape, or form. Uh, I just mean that the association's there in my mind, and I don't like to think on such things. He seems, he seems like an interesting, nice fella. Like, if I ever met him in person, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? You seem like cool, dude. <laughs> a lot of my issues are, are things that I don't really think have objective answers. It, it just in, in regards to how you see life and people and what it all means and da 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 and a psychologist can potentially help you find answers that are emotionally satisfying whatever they think it's not they can give you objective answers to these questions again because I don't really think they exist but from my understanding he not only is he in in some sense he's good at presenting the idea of therapy or getting help or talking to a psychologist or the, the, the advice given by such people. He's, he's good at presenting this in a way that makes the public more accepting of it, you know? You got your biggest content creators talking about their problems with a person and you go, well, maybe I'll talk to someone about my problems, you know? Like, the, in, in no way, shape or form do I think the videos that he makes with these people are necessarily going to help the people that he's speaking to. I mean, it could, don't get me wrong, I just mean that talking to a person for an hour and a half is not necessarily going to be life-changing. But they certainly can help the audience. Either directly through giving them advice that can help them, or leading them to go, or maybe I can sort out my own problems as well. Like, the, the, I don't think there's a single downside that I can conceive of from Dr. K's content. Irrespective of how effective it is in regards to any goal, doesn't cause any harm, so I'm certainly all for it, you know? X problem doesn't exist, it is made up for money. Psychologists find more problems than there is because money, more money, more problems, more money. I, I consider this to be a very terrible way to look at things. So there was this guy who once said, here's how we know climate change is false. Because climatologists don't get money if it doesn't exist. It's all about the money. Climatologists just cause the stink because they want to get a few more dollars. Now, if you, if you look at this reasoning, it applies to literally everything. Cars, they don't break down, ladies and gentlemen. Sissy's fucking mechanics, man. 
They're just making up nonsense to make more money. You don't really need to work on cars. Come on now, they, they don't even fix cars. You bring them in and they like, just maybe tinker it a little bit to make it look a little bit better. And so you come back in the next fucking week. Mechanics, scammers. They're the ones who are really damaging your cars. Doctors, there's no such thing as fucking disease. What do you, what do you, this is just some fucking scam by big fucking pharmaceutical companies. He health, aging, this is all in people's minds. Put in there by these fucking doctors who want to make some money. Food purveyors, oh my god, you don't need food to live. They're just convincing you you need more food than you actually do. It's all a fucking scam. The existence of people who act in a fraudulent way or potentially find problems that don't actually exist does not mean actual problems don't exist or that those who seek to solve these problems in those who come to them for help are just, are just in it for the money and never seek to solve problems. To believe that psychologists are just sitting there trying to find problems to make more money, you would have to be a person who is a, a psychopath. Like, or you're, you're a person who ignores such words because they mean a lot of different things. You're a person who does not have empathy and thus cannot understand existing others. It is a hard thing to imagine a person dedicating their lives to sitting there, listening to other people's problems and caring not even one jot as to whether they got better or not. Not, not only that these people exist, but they would get into careers like psychology rather than careers like finance or economics or something. You don't traditionally go into these careers if you don't have at least some sense of empathy for those you'd be trying to help. It's the same stupid idea with that guy who thinks climatolog climatologists are just in it for the money. Can you imagine the idea that you're a person driven to gain a lot of money and you're gonna pick your career and you're like, climatology, that's where the money is. <laughs> don't care about the environment. Don't care about helping people. Don't care, don't care about providing for future generations. Just, I'm only in it for the money and climatology is where it's at. Dumb. I got to use one of my favorite memes in the Hollow Knight video. This Hollow Knight video that I finally finished yesterday, there is only, I think, one joke in it that I really like. It's because I finally got to use that meme. You know that meme, I like your funny words, Magic Man? I got to use that reference in the video. I never found a use for it before. And I love that meme. I like your funny words, Magic Man. So if you don't want to watch the whole video, at least watch like the first minutes, I think, because it has the video, the joke at the beginning. <laughs> I'm sure you'll forget about it by the time the video comes out anyway. Comparing yourself with people better than you. You watch my streams while you, while you write scripts? Sounds like a tough thing to do. I have trouble um, watching stuff while writing and whatnot. Helps the creative process? I get maybe for some people, I'm not sure. I've never looked into like the actual, what's the word, efficacy of uh, listening to stuff while studying or writing or whatever. My voice is good for sleep. I hate when I'm speaking and I suddenly become lost for words or I pause or whatever. Like uh, editing the rambles is a bit of an annoying thing because of the way that I speak and I sometimes stop and start, stop and start. Like you have these stretches where like I will just fluently communicate ideas for like two, three minutes without barely a pause except to breathe. And you have these other situations where I'm pausing every couple of words. Like, I guess, I suppose. And it, 
You can, you can tell the difference so much. And so when people tell me I'm eloquent and shit, all I can think back to is looking over the footage and being like, why couldn't I just fling out those ideas fast? You know? It doesn't matter how good or bad you are at anything, right? You're always compa comparing yourself to the people who are better than you, you know? I know people who can fire off ideas so much faster than me, speak so much better than me, who are far more learned than I am, who are, have spent more time researching everything under the sun. Uh, so I always feel inadequate, irrespective of how much um, people compliment me on things, you know? I do, of course, give myself a little bit of credit and say that often, because I'm playing a game, it can be distracting. I do remember reading research that, because they, they've done research about how uh, different tasks impact your proficiency at other tasks. As in like, if you're juggling while trying to um, lift your feet up and down in, in a rhythm, you're trying to memorize certain words and certain colors or something. Like they, they, They've done a lot of tests, like does doing this task impact your proficiency at this task? And not all tasks impact other tasks in the same way. As in like some tasks in your brain uh, have an overlap and others don't. I would tell you the thing, I would tell you more specifically, but it's been like half a decade since I've had to read, read any of this shit, you know? I mean, you'd intuitively understand that different tasks don't uh, inhibit your proficiency at other tasks as much as other ones, you know? My favorite character in Hunter Hunter you know what I was looking at yesterday? I was looking at clips of Hunter x Hunter on YouTube. There were not a lot of episodes in that show. I thought there was more. There's 169. And I realized my favorite character doesn't actually get that much airtime and doesn't actually do many fights. My favorite character is Zeno. I think his name is. He's the old assassin dude who walks around like a, the stereotypical old Asian fella uh, with his hands clasped behind his back, not a care in the world, super strong, everyone underestimates him, looks upon like everyone with contempt. I just, <laughs> yeah, he's like Silver Fang, yeah. Except Silver Fang, of course, being, uh, this is from One Punch Man, uh, not being evil while Zeno, maybe he's evil, no, he's, he's kind of evil, like he just kills people for money, so. It's Killua's grandpa, yes indeed. The mental struggle to stop eating. I'll do my best, Abe. Good luck on your exam. I will only be here if you do your very best in your exam. I'll somehow know and stop the stream if you don't. Although, I am starting to get a mite bit peckish. But I'll just ignore it. As I say, I'm trying to not eat food. I think I'm under 90 kilos now. It is kind of fun, really. It's like a battle between mind and body. Conscious versus versus unconscious mind. It's like I'll be hungry and then I'll think of some justification for me to eat Something I shouldn't and I'm like wait a second. I've just convinced myself to do something. I don't really want to do I'm not gonna do that. I've lost a few times But then when I lose I'm like wait a second I'll just eat less than I would otherwise eat and so I eat Rather than cooking all four burgers and eating all four burgers. I cook two and eat two you know? Some more victories. PAX and $702 worth of Big Macs. I will be going to PAX in Melbourne when it's on, yes. Road tripping to Melbourne? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? What do you mean for PAX? Should we get some Big Macs? I'll I will buy $702 worth of Big Macs. <laughs> I would actually do that. 
How much does one Big Mac cost? Like, six bucks, I think, currently, or something? So that'd be, what, a hundred and something? I would like to make a video. I bought $702 worth of Big Macs, and here's what happened. And just me sitting in a chair, eating as many Big Macs as possible. <laughs> I wouldn't get that many. I could probably eat like four, maybe five. No, I, I could push to six, maybe. I mean, sometimes you gotta test yourself. Find out the limits of what you're capable. Gotta eat as many Big Macs as possible. <laughs> and when I say I'll buy $702 worth of Big Macs, I mean that I would give them to like viewers and stuff. I don't know if I'm popular enough that enough people would show up to eat the Big Macs. And especially because it's not like I could just find a McDonald's that isn't full. Because it's during PAX, right? So there'd be heaps of people everywhere. Buy them a month before PAX. I don't, like, I don't think $702 is enough money to, like, rent out a McDonald's for now. What would that cost? Would they even do it? I'd say, yeah, it'd be, it'd be something like that. Because you'd have to be covering the normal sales that they get and the potential annoyance for people coming up and, you know. You want um, something good, get yourself a quarter pounder, but remove the ketchup and uh, mustard and put Big Mac sauce on it. It sucks actually, on the McDonald's app, they do not give you the option to replace the sauces with Big Mac sauce. I'm like, dude, didn't more people not do this? I remember being really drunk and I was in a car with two guys and this guy's like, dude, 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 dude. You want to say that's really amazing? Like really, really good? I'm like, yeah, dude, what, what is it, man? What is it? Big Mac sauce on double quarter pounder. Just, just do it, man. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, man, just, just, it's amazing. And it is. To be honest, I'm pretty sure it's just like, like the first time you have it, it's amazing. And it gets old, you know. It's, it's, at the end of the day, it's just Big Mac sauce. But uh, yeah, we have classic Angus beef burgers. Guys, if, if there's something that exists at your McDonald's, more than likely Australia has it. Because Australia tests the stuff for the world. As in when McDonald's brings out something new, they generally speaking put it in Australia first. Because I've explained it in rambles. Do you guys not watch my rambles? It's because Australia is a market that is like uh, America. It's like Europe. It's like the UK, you know. Except where we're, we're a tiny, tiny market. And we're far, far away from everything. So if something fails here, they can have some certainty it's going to fail everywhere else. But if it succeeds here, they can then propagate it everywhere else. It's a, it's a tiny market that they can test stuff in. Where they can have some confidence of it being applicable to other similar regions. They do it in New Zealand a bit as well, I think. A control, you could say a controlled market, there you go. And it's obviously not a completely controlled market, but it's, you know. It has less of an impact if they fail in Australia versus fail in America or something, right? Making a fast food tier list. Do I have a fast food tier list? Such a thing would be largely uninteresting for me to make because Australia doesn't have that many fast food places. Like you have the big ones and then you have like smaller little chains everywhere that an international audience won't recognize and I probably wouldn't even know the name of. You know, Domino's, Pizza Hut, KFC, McDonald's, Hungry Jack's, which is Burger King, and that's about it. And there's, you know, I think there's some Wendy's around and... Uh, oh, is it Wendy? I don't know. Wendy's in this country I think is a little bit different. Because Wendy's has burgers in America, right? I don't think it has it here. Oh, Subway as well. Subway's another one. Red Rooster exists, but that doesn't... International audience doesn't know that. We don't have Carl's Jr. When I look at a tier list from Americans, I don't recognize 80% of it. 
We do have Carl's Jr. Get out of town. If we have Carl's Jr., it's like one in some guy's basement. There's one around the corner from you. Got some bad news. There's not actually a, a Carl's Jr. It's a plant from the American government to steal your iPhone. I think we have like one or two Taco Bells in the entire country or something. There's 11 Carl's Juniors in Australia. Well, that's why I haven't heard of it then. The FIB needs to expand their uh, information gathering uh, enterprise. Uh, we have Nando's, yeah. Nando's is okay, a little bit expensive. Uh, only thing I really have from it usually is the triple Bondi burger or something. Video game artists, sound design, and CGI. I took the opportunity there to look on the table and there's like pictures of cars and stuff. There were just certain things that you never bothered to look at or notice regardless of how much you play a particular game, you know? There's always small things that you've just never noticed. I'm sure the original version of this game, right, is just like the bare bones of the world. And then people have to come in specifically to be like, mm, yes, I will put a bush here. Oh, oh, a hanging pot plant here. Yes, a picture of a random squirrel. Perfect, right here. Now, what's what's the name of an interior decorator, or just a decorator, but for a video game? Just just a map designer? So you think there'd be no one specifically who would be brought on because they have a a good sense of what no architecture and interior design and stuff? Like surely just because you can code, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily good at building a lived-in vibrant world. I'm sure it's pointed out many times, there are just so many small details and things that go into making a video game feel like it's an actual world. Especially the sound. Man, last person I would want to be is the person who has to work on sound in a video game. Especially after having done the sound in the anime video for Prologue. God damn, that was hard. And then we're just recreating someone else's work. It took eons, oh man. The video is still nowhere close to a million views or whatever. I don't even think it's half a million. Exactly, good sound isn't noticed, bad sound is obvious. It's in the same way with CGI. Good CGI isn't noticed, bad CGI is. There's a great video done by, um, what's his name? Uh, Wu, or, you know, Rocket Jump, what's his name? It's got like six million views or something. Probably more than that by now. You've, you've, you've seen it where he's like uh, talking about how people give CGI a bad rap. Freddie Wong, that's it, yeah, yeah. CGI has a bad rap in that you only see the bad CGI. Like in the vast majority of scenes of any big production movie, like there's always CGI making the scene look better. You just never notice because it's done actually well. You wrote a dissertation on video game music and got to ask the lead composer of Doom loads of questions. It was really interesting. Oh, that's sick. I imagine a conversation with a person who would be considered a leader in their field on almost any topic would be interesting. I suppose it depends on the person and how communicative they are, but as I say, just passion is always interesting to listen to. Do I think Attack on Titan's fourth season CGI is bad? I didn't even notice it. Like, I'm not a stickler for CGI, but I can tell you where there is some bad CGI. Uh, Over Overlord. The amalgamations at the the end, in the, the final season that has come out, the worst CGI I've ever seen. As a person who is not picky about CGI, who doesn't try to notice it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Who did this? What? The channel called VFX. Oh, 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 um, Kodo Crew, who reacts to good and bad CGI. They do a lot of different things like that, right? Reacting to good and bad voice acting and whatnot. 
True, it is possible that I'm less picky because I watch stuff at like two times speed and whatnot. That is true. When it comes to these mediums though, I'm just interested in the story and getting the story as fast as possible in my brain. Give me the info. I don't particularly care how it's presented. Rockstar uses contractors for a lot of that stuff. They use Hollywood movie location scouts to find the inspiration for things like interior design architecture. That's cool. Thank you for $2, man. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best. Thank you.